So the Bob Marley biopic One Love was released this week and it focuses on the life of the reggae star between 1976 and 1978. Um, early reviews have been mixed with some saying that the, the legacy of the star uh, deserved better. Um, someone who has better insight than most uh, is Marley's biographer Chris Salovich. He spent time with Bob Marley in Jamaica in the 70s and I caught up with him in the week to talk about how accurate the movie is to Marley's actual life. Take a listen. Chris, welcome to Weekend Breakfast on Cape Talk. Good to have you with us. Um, it's the movie, of course, on everyone's minds. It was released here in South Africa uh, just this past week, I think Valentine's Day. Uh, but um, mixed reviews on uh, on this biopic. It's one in um, a number of recent biopics that have come out of um, these iconic performers. We've seen uh, the, the Freddie Mercury biopic, the Elton John biopic, and now uh, One Love about the uh, the late great Bob Marley. What were your thoughts on the on the film, Chris? Well, I, I find it very interesting that there are all these negative reviews because uh, uh, I think the film is really good. And I was speaking to my friend Vivian Goldman, who wrote the book uh, about Exodus, and she, and she said, "Well, how?" She she said, "Well, how come it is that that all these people who didn't know Bob think that?" Uh, you know, uh, 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 Kingsley Benadir's uh, performance is wooden. They don't think it strikes him as being like Bob. We knew Bob, and we have no problems with it at all. And I th- and I felt, you know, within sort of... The, the film opens with a, a, a brief sequence on a football pitch, um, where which is then uh, disrupted by gunfire. Bob gets... It was with his kids. The kids are playing, not Bob. And uh, Bob gets in his car and drives off with his kids. And by that moment, I'm not I'm not thinking, oh, there's an actor playing Bob. I think, oh, it's Bob Marley. And never for one second am I thinking it's not Bob Marley. You know, I have no problems with it. Um, it's always going to be difficult, a situation, a biopic, especially someone like Bob, who's, who's everyone projects their own needs uh, onto Bob Marley. So it's going to be very hard to, uh, to satisfy those needs. Um, and also, especially in, in biopics, I think people want a bit of dirt and scandal. And there isn't really too much, really. You know, there's kind of trouble in his relationship with Rita, who's played so well by Lashana Lynch. Uh, she's really good. Um, and, yeah, I've no problems with this film at all. In fact, I found it very uplifting and positive. And, I've, and again, the reviews haven't all been great. Uh, uh, but but also there's been a lot of stuff on Facebook, for example, on social media, you know, people saying, you know, there's, there's someone who's he's quite a, you know, a known character actor in America. Uh, sort of saying, oh, this sounds really lame to me. And I think, well, you haven't seen the film, you know, and there's a because this is there's kind of almost volumes of stuff. From people on you know on social media saying how the film must must it must be terrible, it's not. It's really good. It's like as I said, it's really positive and uplifting. I came out out of it feeling really high, and I wasn't smoking weed. The, the film was was produced very closely with with the Marley family. I think maybe uh, Ziggy was yeah. a, a, one of the the executive yeah. producers, and so one wonders, as you say, when when a film is given a bad review, um, or, or this this film, particularly a biopic, is that it's perhaps 
um, one's own expectations of who you believe a person to have been that you've incidentally never met in your whole life um, uh, versus, as you say, people like yourself and, of course, then um, his own children. Um, I saw an interview with Ziggy in which he said that, you know, what he what, what they wanted was to um, show the, the depth and the complexity of the man um, who lived his life beyond just being our Bob as the as the audience and being, you know, a husband and a father and someone, um, as we all do, battling with at times his own his own demons. How how true to life and 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 as you know his life to have been, um, does does the film uh does the film go? How closely uh, does it portray his actual life? Well it does I mean for example uh, the relationship with Rita uh, seems to be one of kind of you know like a, 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 you know it could be a sort of middle class you know husband and wife anywhere in the world uh, and I'm saying middle class because they they're in a situation of some opulence uh, uh, you know having having domestic arguments you know you know yeah, you know discussing the affairs that have gone on um, so um, yeah, I think that's you know there is there is an accuracy there and i think it, you know the relationship the way it portrays the relationship with between bob and rita is 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 pretty accurate but i also know i was told at one point the film was going to be, be about you know it's, it's, this film is set uh in a, in a time capsule of 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 1976 to 1978 um, from kind of the time when Bob is shot, really, in 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 Jamaica, on December the third, seventy six, to the One Love Peace concert, which is April seventy eight, and it's his time in his time in London is a, a large part of that. And I was told uh, at first, I heard, oh, the um, uh, the film is really going to concentrate on his relationship with Cindy Breakspear, Miss World, um, and. It's not really there, actually. That's not really there. There is this figure who is clearly, you know, I can recognise that this is meant to be Cindy. I, probably a lot of other people won't realise that. You know, the girl who's this girl sitting there in the studio, you know. But um, uh, that's not there. And I did, uh, and there's there's lots of conspiracy theories about this that I've heard, for example. You know, someone, someone said, said, oh, you know, no, uh, um, uh, Bob's daughter, Sadella, she went into... Paramount studio at night and cut out all the bits in the script about that. Well, highly unlikely, I think. But um, I did talk to the uh, one of the producers, not of the family. I said, yeah, we did do that. It just didn't work. It just didn't work. So, you know, that chunk was cut out. So, um, I, on the other hand, we're not talking just about the relationship. You know, we've got Bob, you know, start running as he would, running with his brethren in Bull Bay first thing in the morning, going up to Cane River, you know, the waterfalls, washing their locks in the waterfalls. This is all accurate stuff. This is this is all the stuff that went on. Um, there's a good detail as well, although they do get something wrong. Actually. It's, you know, it's, it's 1977. Bob's living off the King's Road in London, and that which was kind of the the uh, the, the the focus the central focus of kind of punk the punk scene you know, the white rock punk scene and they have you know to obviously show what's going on they have a 
on the it's it's coming up some, some subway escalator they have a punk with some giant mohican in fact actually that didn't happen until about 1982 but anyway we won't go on about that too much <laughs> i was told i was did hear from someone who was involved with the film when they were shooting here in london they were going to have that in and 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 they'd been advised by someone who knew it better. No, don't do that because that all that's a real problem. Actually, people will spot that and think this is all, all uh, in, in, inauthentic. But anyway, but and also, but Joe, Bob does go and see the Clash, the punk rock group, the Clash, uh, which I know he did do. And people say, oh, did he really do that? I know he did because I know the person who took him because and it was a to check out the punk scene, but also because. They were playing at the Rainbow Theatre where Bob was about to play, you know, in a couple of weeks' time. So, but that did actually happen. I know this. And in, fact, in fact, in fact, one of one of one of the classic Mick Jones, the guitar player at the time, said to me, said to me, "Well, we gave him tickets for our show, but he never gave us any tickets for his." <laughs> Tell me something, Chris. You, you, you are, of course, the author of, of Bob Marley: The Untold Story, and 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 I wonder. I think people perhaps forget that Bob only lived for thirty six years. The fact that his music lives on perhaps makes us feel sometimes that he's still with us. But he was a relatively young man at the time that he died. From from your point of view, that the the period at which the film focuses on is that the most interesting part of Bob's life. You know, I mean, obviously, I think it's all interesting, actually. You know, this is kind of, you know, his struggle growing up in Trenchtown. Uh, you know, he moves from nine miles in the country. You know, and, and 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 it's worth pointing out, in my opinion, you know, that 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 Bob is is he's always associated, you know, the, the king of Trenchtown or whatever, you know, the ghetto area in in Kingston. But really, Bob was a country boy. You know, he grew up, you know, in, in uh, as I said, in nine miles, very high up. It's like, you know, I think it's about 3,000 feet up. It's not the Blue Mountains, but it's, 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 it's in central, northern central Jamaica, uh, the parish of St. Anne. And you're driving there and you're kind of going up and up and up and up and up. Uh, and it's, it's very secluded from the rest of the country. You know, so, it's, so he would have, but at the same time, it's a microcosm of the country as well. So, so it's important, I think, to to you know, I think the period of Bob growing up, you know, in, in the country is fascinating. But obviously, you you not can't make a film just about that, you know. But it was very interesting, and that, of course, was also where his foot was first injured uh, on a, three occasions, actually. Once when it, when he moved back there, actually, in nineteen sixty eight. With Rita and Peter as well. Well, Peter didn't last that far out. There was no kind of girls or time. We wanted to go out to clubs. He couldn't do that. He didn't last very long. But Bob kind of almost cut his foot in half with a, a hoe, uh, in, uh, you know, planting seeds to to grow to, to for crops. So that's I find that that as I said, I find that all very interesting. There's, if this is alluded to a little bit, you know, there is there are kind of flashbacks. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of, same as there are flashbacks to the Whalers recording uh, Simmer Down in the studio. And people complain that, you know, that, that Peter and Peter Tosh and, and Bunny are not in the film, hardly apart from that, really. Uh, but actually, they weren't around that period, 76 to 78. 
they're not around. What's interesting about that period, of course, is that Bob was a victim. I mean, the geo, if we're looking at the geopolitical picture, you know, you know, Jamaica at that point is um, uh, a battleground between, you know, the Soviet Union and the United States. I mean, and it's, it's a pawn in, in, in their hands. Uh, and Bob, uh, you know, is really the personification of that. The shooting is certainly a political, you know, it's a it's a political act, you know, uh, probably orchestrated by the CIA. So in, in terms of giving the film a larger, a larger uh, a canvas, I think it's 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 a good area to concentrate on. Yeah. It's probably too difficult to do. The whole life is probably too difficult. And it's everything can be encapsulated into that period. Mind you, people will complain about, for example, there's a scene when they're playing the Rainbow Theatre in London where Bob beats up his manager, Don Taylor, for having robbed him. In fact, that doesn't happen for another three years, actually, but two years. But, but uh, you know, these biopics, they always play a bit fast and loose with the facts and kind of encapsulate stuff and bring it together. You know, I mean... You know, well, the, the, you talk about Rocket Man, the Queen film, but there's also, you know, the Johnny Cash film and the the Ray Charles film. You know, which all which are, I seem to remember of much longer films. I mean, this is only 104 minutes, which is like actually I grew up on sort of 1995 minutes films. I prefer films of that length because you keep the narrative drive going, you keep the tensions going. And that's one of the things that I think is great about this. You know, really, I think the film really works. Tell me something. Um, Kingsley Benadir may not be um, familiar to to our to an awful lot of our audience, but um, he he's been around. He's done a, he's done a few things. He's not somebody that I was particularly um, familiar with prior to. I mean, you must have thought um, your book came out a while ago. Now it, it must have crossed your mind um, over the years before this uh, before One Love was even uh, you know a, a, a thought uh, in the mind who might play him. Um, who who had been had you had you considered other you know who who might have done it? Good... Well, I mean, a couple of things. For example, I know that in uh, ninety four ninety five, Oliver Stone was trying to make a picture about Bob Marley. Uh, it didn't, but it didn't work. I don't think he could get the rights to the music. Um, and I know Chris Blackwell, who owned Island Records and bankrolled Bob essentially. Um, wasn't keen on a film being made because he thought that the the images that people had of Bob were of who he was. You know, in the, in the, there's, a certain, there's a certain number of photographs, there's a certain amount of documentary footage. And he thought that whoever played it would take away from that image and, and actually devalue Bob rather than enhancing him. But, he, but I think with the passing of time, he thought that, uh, no, this was probably the right thing to do. I hadn't really thought mm. of who could possibly play him. It seemed kind of impossible to me, to be honest. That's partially why. But I mean, Kingsley Benadire played Malcolm X in um, that that uh, film One Night in Miami, which I think was I think that was produced by Amazon actually, which is very good. Uh, and he's very good in that. Uh, he's in Peaky Blinders. I didn't know much about him, though, to be honest. I, yeah. Which is probably a good thing, you know. I mean, if you, you know, uh, if you brought someone in, I noticed that one of the producers of the film is Brad Pitt, 
I don't think Brad Pitt would play Bob, actually. I think it would be unlikely. That would be unlikely. Unlikely, although the resemblance is uncanny. Um, I wonder, when you have a family um, involved in the making of, of a biopic, um, they're... they're um, there are often criticisms levelled at movies in that way of, ah, yes, but you don't show them as being problematic or you don't show them in that way. How how do you think, in, in light of the fact that the family were so closely involved, um, do you think that we see... Do you think there is favour... Uh, they they favour him in a in a way that perhaps isn't accurate or, or are we seeing the full character of, of, of who Bob was? I think we're seeing kind of as much as we can. I mean, you're you're correct. You know that that obviously that you know that they've had a they they've you know wanted to enhance his positive qualities. You know, um, but uh, but I think it seems it seems pretty accurate to me. Mm. You know, for example, there's this. You know, they don't stint on dealing with the problems with you know the problems with his foot and his being sent to to. Uh, he goes to a Harley Street specialist and is told, you know, they've got, you know, it needs to be amputated. Um, that is, that's in there, you know, which is, you know, which is good. And in fact, of course, later, later, Bob goes to someone else, another specialist in Miami who says, oh, you only need to have a skin graft, et cetera, et cetera. Well, one of my questions always has been, well, how come no one was looking at what was going on here with Bob's foot? I mean, that's not in the film, but my own feelings, like, yeah. you know, the guy's been, had a serious diagnosis. What's going on here? I didn't really meet Bob till 1979. I spent about three weeks with him. But that, one of the things I noted about him, and it's only the next year, you know, that he's diagnosed, like, oh, August, September the next year. He just looked, he just looked very drawn and strained, which I attributed to, like, the work. Touring, yeah, and schedule, yeah. And the yeah, the schedule of his, but maybe it wasn't just that, you know. Yeah. However, that is, it is, it's, that's not taken out of the film, that's in there. But I mean, that's part of his drama anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Chris, as somebody who met him, and there, you know, you you will have a unique perspective, of course. In that time that you spent with him, what what do you take away when you think of the Bob that you met? What are the things, the overarching things that you think about, about the man? Um, you know, when I was leaving Jamaica, that's, so it's uh, March uh, 79, I was, I was on my way to the airport, but I, I said I'd stop by and see him on the way. And I you know, got out of the cab at 56 Hope Road and I've got my coat and my suitcase. And I just put, and he's like, in, in 56 Hope Road, which they rebuilt, by the way. You know, the entire yard was rebuilt for the film. But anyway, it has a kind of porch, you know, with some awning. And he, Bob, would like to hang out there because out the he was in the shade. So I go over to it, and he steps up and goes and picks up my suitcase and my coat from out of where it's sitting in the sun because it will fade in the sun. And I can't think too many people would do that. Sure. So to me, that. That was uh, my interview with Chris Salovich, who was Bob Marley's biographer, speaking about the uh, biopic One Love. Uh, and Gail will be giving us her review of that in what we're watching.